salvation he is near me holds the power of hell and grave guides you to the path of safety gives you grace for every the couples joined our church and just jumped right in got after it and uh andrew and melissa green y'all tap your toes and listen along oh the blood of jesus oh the blood of jesus oh
When you rather have Jesus than anything, Jesus is beautiful. This happens to be the name of the song we're about to sing, Beautiful Jesus. Your love, O God, displayed for us as crimson covered over sinless hands. Your majesty for all to see in raging storms and quiet cloudless days. Beautiful, beautiful Jesus. I'm going to let you sit for right now if you'll sing this one with me. And just uh, do the best you can on learning this one. And if you know it, sing loud. Your love, O God, displayed for us As crimson covered over sinless hands Your majesty for all to see storms and quiet cloudless days beautiful Jesus beautiful Savior nothing is greater brilliant creator friend of mine you're powerful Above this world 
is under your command. Your glory shines, a holy light that leads our hearts to praise your holy name is on our lips, beautiful Jesus, beautiful Savior, nothing is greater, brilliant creator, friend of mine, you're perfect in power, majesty and glory. Nothing is greater, brilliant creator, friend of mine. My lips will sing, my heart will bring praise to you, the Holy King. My lips will sing, my heart will bring praise to you, Holy Jesus, beautiful Savior, nothing is greater, brilliant creator, friend of mine, you're perfect in power, matchless in glory, nothing is greater brilliant creator friend of mine beautiful Jesus beautiful Savior nothing is greater brilliant creator friend of mine you're perfect in power and glory nothing is greater brilliant creator nothing is greater brilliant creator nothing is greater brilliant creator friend of mine how many have ever thought you don't have to raise your hands or anything but just think about it how many ever thought about Jesus being your friend? You know, though, what a friend we have in Jesus. Y'all know that one, right? You ever thought about Jesus being your friend? Man, I'd like to have a friend like that. You got one. You got one. He's your friend. This next song, <clears throat> probably one of the two most favorite praise and worship songs we do at our church out of the congregation. They like it for one thing because they it's familiar. Amazing Grace. You know that one? Yeah. And then they got just a little tag of a chorus in there that makes a huge bit of sense. My chains are gone. And you ever felt just tied down? Man, we carry burdens around all the time. Jesus Christ in your life as your friend. He gives you that amazing grace. He'll take those chains away. He'll take those burdens away. You'll be free. You'll be free to follow Him everywhere He wants you to go. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand on this one because you're going to know a lot of it. Amazing grace. My chains are gone. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to fear 
so much for that amazing grace that you've given to each and every one of us if we'll just take it just accept it father we thank you for releasing us from our burdens and taking those from us father help us to see that help us to see you working in our lives use us in our homes in our work in our school in our community to let others see that amazing grace that you have for them Father, bless Brother Denby this evening as he stands before us. Preaches your holy word. Use him tonight. Help us, Father, to see a change that needs to be made in our own lives. And don't let us leave this place tonight the same people that we came as. Change us. Take away our burdens. Take away our chains. Father, we praise You and we give You all the glory. It's in Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. God, there would be no salvation. We certainly wouldn't be in this place tonight giving praise to our God. It's so good to see each of you again this evening. If you came to be blessed of God, you're going to leave with a blessing. Amen. My God is real. He is a God who can save. He is a God who can change lives by His mighty, mighty power. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn with me, if you will, to the Old Testament book of Second Samuel. The prophet Samuel. Second Samuel chapter 5. And we'll begin with verse 22. 
the second book of Samuel, the fifth chapter and the 22nd verse. And I pray tonight that you will allow God to speak to your heart through His Word and by His Spirit and whatever your need might be tonight, that you won't leave here like you came. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 22. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Beersheba. And I want to read the 24th verse again. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself, For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And I want to preach tonight for the next few minutes on the subject, God in the mulberry trees. God in the mulberry trees. I'm glad tonight that, that, that our God is a God of mighty power. And as we read about Him in the Old Testament, as we read about... Him in the New Testament, we see that He manifests Himself, His power in mighty ways. My God is a real God. And He will show Himself to be real in the day of battle, in the time of adversity, in the times of affliction and trials. God will show Himself to be mighty. David had been anointed king over Israel as a young shepherd boy, the prophet Samuel, in the house of his father Jesse, poured the anointing oil upon David's head. And the Bible says, And the Spirit of God came upon David from that day forward. It would be a while before he would take the throne. He would not be just a shepherd boy. He would be a young adult when he reigned on the throne in the city of Jerusalem. And in this chapter of 2 Samuel 5, we see where David is finally in the city of Jerusalem. And no sooner as he takes the throne and begins to serve God as a king over Israel. The Philistines hear about it. And the Bible says that they come seeking David. They spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And he inquires of God, and God instantly says, David, go up and engage the enemy. And like a breach of mighty water, God gave David and those Israelite soldiers victory over the Philistines. But we see in the 22nd verse, it says, And the Philistines came up yet again. And the first point in this message is, the enemy will keep coming back. You need to understand that tonight. Maybe you've just come through a great experience in your life. God's been good to you. He's answered a prayer. Or you have been in a, in a revival service like what we've been having here since Sunday morning. I don't know about you, but I can feel God in this place. 
And God is moving upon hearts. And it's sometimes we're, brother, we're like on a mountaintop with God. And I mean, we can feel His presence and His power in a mighty way. And God is moving and God is working mightily in our lives. You better watch out. The devil don't like that. And he'll come back. The Scripture says, And the Philistines came yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. One of the things that made those Philistines mad was when David and his army engaged them the first time, they, they abandoned the battlefield and they left their idols there. And David, and rightly so, gathered up those pagan idols and he burned them. Let me tell you something. When you go against the devil, when you stand against the wiles of the devil, when you take your stand for Jesus Christ, the devil don't like it. He's going to keep coming back. And let me tell you something. He's a sore loser. You ever met a sore loser? The devil is a sore loser. He don't like being defeated. But I guarantee you, if God be for you, who can be against you? If, you're, if you've got Jesus on your side, no, let me change that. If you're on the side of right, if you're on the side of Jesus, and you're doing everything you can to live your life pleasing to God, living a Christian life, the devil ain't going to let you alone. I had an old preacher to tell me one time, Brother Michael remembers him, Brother, Brother Delmer McGoy. And he was preaching a, a, a fifth Sunday meeting in our association. And he was one of those old-time fashioned firebrand preachers. And he got up and he said this. He said, if you don't meet the devil head on, it means that you're going in the same direction he is. And there's a lot of Christians going in the same direction he is tonight. But listen, you can expect him to come back, but if God gave you victory the first time, God will give you victory over him the next time. And let me just go ahead and preach it right now. Moms and dads, grandfathers and grandmothers, if there was ever a time that we need to stand up for God, it's now because the thief is coming to steal, to kill and destroy. He wants your children and your grandchildren. And He'll do everything within His power to do that. The Philistines spread themselves. I take that to mean that they, they wanted David's, David's army to think that they were an innumerable host as they spread themselves in that valley. And the next point in this message tonight, and it says it in the very next verse, verse 23, And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up. The first time David inquired of God, God said, you go up and engage the enemy. But now God said, don't go up. You know, one, one of the things tonight that we Christians do, and it's to our own ruin sometime, is we make a carbon copy of what God did for us yesterday. I want you to follow me on this. God may want you to engage the enemy from a different direction next time. God may want you to take a stand even when you feel like that you can't stand. God may be speaking to your heart tonight and He's saying just because that's the way you did it yesterday, maybe you need to do it a little bit different this time. And He said, I will give you Victory over those Philistines. What did he tell him to do this time? He said, David, he said, you, uh, you, 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 you encompass them over against the mulberry trees. And you sit there. You wait there. 
One of the hardest things for us to do is wait on God, isn't it? I may not be preaching to nobody but myself tonight, but there, there sometimes I'm saying, God, when we when are we going? I'm ready. One of the things that we Christians must learn to do is wait patiently upon God. Don't you move until God moves. In the Old Testament, the tabernacle in the wilderness, they were not to move the tabernacle until that cloud by day or that fire by night moved. And when the cloud moved, they were to move. They were not to move until the cloud moved. I'm here to tell you tonight, that we need to realize that as Christians, as a New Testament church of Jesus Christ, we're in the battle for the right. We're in the battle for righteousness. We're in the battle to win souls for Jesus Christ. The devil's got too many of them. We've got to live for Jesus and preach this Gospel. But understand tonight, we must wait upon the moving and the unction of the Spirit of the living God. I'm one of those old-fashioned preachers. I believe in that Holy Ghost power. I believe in the Spirit of the living God. I had a, a preacher tell me one time, he said, you shouldn't say Holy Ghost. Well, the Bible says it. <laughs> Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, it's God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And He is the power tonight. He is that cloud by day. He is that fire by night. And when God says, I want you to wait a little bit, and I want you to engage the enemy from a different direction, from a different way, we had better listen to God. And Jesus said in the book of Revelation, He who hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Here is David. He inquired of God. And God said, you go over against the mulberry trees. Now these mulberry trees, they're, 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 they were not like the mulberry trees that we think of here in, in, in our country. I, I was raised with a mulberry tree in our backyard. I got a many a whipping. Let me rephrase that. I got some whoopings. Because I wouldn't... I, 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 I was in the mulberry tree when I wasn't supposed to be there. So these mulberry trees that we're talking about here, they're not mulberry trees like what we know. These were the baca trees. These were the balsam. They were more like shrubs and they grew plentifully on the rocky slopes of of Palestine. They, 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 They grew and they were thick and they were hard to walk through. And God says, David, you encompass them with your army. And don't you do anything until you hear a going in the tops of the mulberry trees. And if you look at that in the Hebrew language, it means marching. When you hear the sound of a going, in the tops of the mulberry trees, you bestir yourself. Let me tell you, we're 2,000 years away from the shores of Galilee where Jesus established that first New Testament church. But we still need that power from on high tonight. Without a going in the tops of the mulberry tree, you can't have church. Without the going in the top of the mulberry trees... You can sing, but there won't be any power in that song. You can't have a youth program unless there is a going in the tops of the mulberry trees. I'm preaching something tonight that got us to where we're at. In this modern church era, we have our academic degrees. We've got a lot of things. But let me tell you, we have still got to have a going in the top of the mulberry trees if we accomplish anything for God. I, I, I'm, I'm preaching tonight just like I preach at my church. where I, I pray. Sometimes we want to play church. I don't know how it is here, but sometimes on Sunday morning, 
Sometimes it's it, it, it Sunday morning at highway for our pastor. It's just so Sunday morning. I mean, why, how do you describe it? We think everything's got to be just right. And, and, and sometimes I wonder what God thinks about that. My Lord, if the preacher moves a little bit, some folks say, well, what's wrong with him? If you want, uh, Michael, you can just blame Michael's moving on me. He, he got it from his daddy in the ministry, okay? My fault. But I want to tell you something. Unless the power of the Holy One come down, you can have all kinds of church, but you ain't had church unless God shows up. And we've got to have a moving of the Spirit in the church of the living God tonight. I'm talking about what the apostles taught. I'm talking about what Grandma and Grandpa believed and our great-grandparents. Maybe they didn't have the niceties that we had today. Air conditioning and central heat and carpet on the floors. They met under brush arbors. They met in old buildings. But bless God, when the preacher got up, he preached the Word and the power of the living God was in that place. Souls would get saved and lives would be changed by the power of God. There's the enemy. They're, they're spread all over refuge. Everywhere. And David takes his men around them over to the mulberry trees. And they're just sitting there and they're quiet. God said, don't you move until you hear the sound of the going. I don't know about y'all tonight, but I'm listening for a sound. I'm listening for a sound. Our God is a mighty God. Our God shows up in power, manifests His presence in power. He said, He said, let it be when thou hearest the sound of the going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir or go quickly or advance toward the enemy with steadfastness when you hear that sound of a going. And so what's David doing? What are his men doing? They're listening for the sound. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, the second chapter, verses 1 and 2. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all their house where they were set in. What was this? This was the promise of the Father. Jesus said, Tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. We don't have to tarry any longer. We have the person and the power of the Holy Spirit God. We need to listen and yield to the Spirit of God. David and his men are there. And let me tell you, they're watching them mulberry trees. They're watching. They're watching. And all of a sudden they can see a rustling and hear a rustling in the tops of those mulberry trees. That was God. That was God. And the men of David, they bestirred themselves. They pulled their swords out. They, they, they stood their spears to attention. They took their armor, their, their shield, and held it over the eye. And when David gave the command, just follow that sound. And to those Philistines, it must have sounded like a hundred thousand chariots. It must have sounded like a mighty marching army. And those few men of David engaged the enemy and God gave them great victory over the Philistines. 
because they were listening for the sound. I want to talk to you about another sound tonight. In 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, it says in verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Let me ask you tonight, are you listening for the sound? I'm listening. Any day now, that old trump of God is going to sound. And let me bring you back to something because it's so paramount. Jesus Christ, our Savior, on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago, He defeated the devil and the victory is yours and the victory is mine tonight. Somebody said, Brother Demby, you know when the rapture is going to take place? I don't and nobody else does. If somebody comes to you and says, the rapture is going to take place tomorrow, mostly it's not probably it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen when God gets ready for it to happen. Jesus says, not even the angels in heaven know. What are you trying to preach, Brother Denby? I'm trying, and I feel like I'm really not getting this message across tonight. But we need to listen to God and have our ears tuned toward the presence and the power of God. And all prophecy tonight is being fulfilled in before our very eyes, Jesus is coming and He's coming soon and we need to be listening for the sound of the trumpet of God. I don't know about y'all, but I wish He'd come tonight. I'd been up in Pocahontas, Arkansas in a revival. This was back in 1991, 92. And... It was in one of those churches like I talked to you about last night where they just kind of gawk at you. And boy, that was a long week. I'm enjoying myself this week. I can tell you that. You folk like preaching? And boy, I was I, I left there and I said, oh, Lord, I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, God, did you really send me there? And back then they had a, a radio station that was way off somewhere. I think Del Rio, Mexico or somewhere. And I turned it on. It was a dear old black preacher preaching. He was preaching about the rapture and listening for the sound. And he said, I don't know when it's going to happen. But he said, saints, one day that trump is going to sound. I'm listening for the sound. He said, if I'm in the grave when it happens, don't be standing nowhere around that grave because when I come out, I'm going to kick dirt 40 feet high. And I guarantee you, I got more out of listening to that one statement from that old black preacher than I got all week in that church that didn't want to have revival. But let me tell you, one of the reasons we don't have revival today is because we tune in the world and we tune God out. God said you need to be listening for the sound. There's nothing like the presence of God. I can just imagine how David must have been when he saw and heard the rustling of those leaves in the tops of the mulberry trees. You're talking about getting excited. You're talking about getting on fire. I mean, he left there with those men with the assurance that the victory was theirs. And, and you may be engaged in a battle tonight. It might be with your children. The devil's trying to do everything perhaps to uh, destroy your family. It may be a marriage it may be something tonight that the devil is trying to get victory over in your life. I'm here to tell you that if you'll just wait on God and trust God and move when God moves, there ain't no way that devil can defeat you. 
Because you've got God on your side. And you're on the side of God. My, my. Lord, I, I feel like I'm not through preaching, but I believe God wants me to give the altar call right now. There may be somebody here. You've been holding back. You held back Sunday morning. You held back Sunday night. You held back last night. And God is speaking to your heart and He's saying, you need to listen. Hear what I've got to say. If you need to rededicate your life, you come take this pastor by the hand or you kneel in this altar. Or if you're running from God for whatever reason it might be, or it might be in this service tonight that you, you, you just feel like you're so overwhelmed that you can never have the victory. Let me tell you, you can have that victory tonight. You grab a hold of that nail-scarred hand of Jesus and you don't let it go for anything. And He'll get you through that dark valley. He'll bring you through that storm. He'll give you victory over the Philistines that may be coming against you because He's a God of might and He's a God of power. A God of might and power. Brother Michael, would you come? As we all stand, and I'm going to ask that you bow your heads with me in prayer. Father, as we come now to the close of this message, Lord, I, I feel that I've delivered my heart tonight and I've preached exactly what You wanted me to preach. And I pray that You would move upon that soul and that heart tonight if it's a need for Christ or renewal, rededication, whatever it might be, give that person the courage tonight to step out and we'll give you the glory and we'll give you the praise. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. Stay, he watches what is 